Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! With the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello everyone and welcome welcome to another episode of Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jordan Bowman and I'm joined as always by award-winning New York Times journalist, Mr. Wyatt Arndt, the stanchion. Wyatt, how are you doing this fine evening? Oh, if you could just, uh, Jesus, you edit out Mike's clapping. He's getting really loud there. So, Jay, if you could edit out his clapping. How about about we edit out the uh, as always part? Because, like, as as half the time, maybe? I mean, when when I'm the reason the show exists and I put together all that star power behind it, like, you know, my spirit drives this show. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird that you're doing that. Like... Why try and take away my legacy? That's a bit of jealousy. Anyways, Mr. Rogers, quiet down. So we got a good show ahead of us tonight. I'm wearing a cardigan. Uh, is, yeah, I'm surprised you take it off. Put on new shoes together. When you called him Mr. Rogers, I think everybody listening was like, "I bet Mike Paris is wearing a cardigan right now." Yeah, he, did. he came am. on. He switched his fucking shoes for no reason. It was weird. Dude, I, I literally, I walk in the door from work. I hang up my jacket. I pick up my cardigan. I take off my shoes. I put on my slipper. I am. I got full Mr. Rogers energy when I come. I got a question. When, when you walk in and you you put you kick off your shoes and stuff, are you talking like are you breaking the fourth wall and talking to nobody? Well, yes. hi everybody. <laughs> talking to my front door into my your lady. Your lady and your kid are very worried about you. I think he's finally snapped. Hey neighbor, I'm your wife. <laughs> Sorry, Wyatt. Continue your ramblings of bullshit. Uh, my award-winning narrative is that uh, it's going to be a better show. Uh, ratings were down uh, last week. Not good. So uh, I think we're going to spike them up this week. You know, we're heading into Mania. You need that boost. You bring in the star power. What do you do? Bring in Stanchi. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to be here, boys. We are also joined by uh, the architect, Mr. Actually, as always, he's always here, the Gotcha King, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mike Paris. Paris, how are you? I'm amazing. I would like to welcome you to this show as well, Bowman. God damn it. Oh, I, I didn't think anybody would have mentioned that. Yes. Sorry. All right. I flubbed the intro. All right. You fucked up. You fucked We can go ahead and put that in there. Yeah. It was a botch. It happens, man. Yeah. So That's I'm just... fine. I'll agree with Wyatt. Let's just say, you know, what he will be our machine gun Kelly. 
resident star, uh, you know, uh, the Drew Carey of the Rumble. He had a pretty big time there, so. Machine Gun Kelly, right. you know he what? He's done pretty Kane good for money. himself. I don't know if you're trying to do a veiled insult at me, but Machine Gun Kelly's done pretty good. All right? Let's just, let's just relax. <laughs> Questionable tattoos. Your, our, our, our Jake Paul, whichever Paul is showing up this year. I, I can't remember. Again. It's Jake, or is it Logan? Oh, shit. I don't even I know which Logan. Paul it is. And Jake I think Paul's the boxer too. guy. They're both boxers. Yeah. Quotation anyway. marks, but yeah. Ah, ah, who's got time for <laughs> Whatever, it? whatever. Let's get into it. Let's, uh, before we get into our special WrestleMania edition of Wrestle Nation, uh, we got some new happenings to get into with uh, NEW. All right, we are less than a week away from NEW6 at the Harbor Convention Center. Tickets are still available at NationExtremeWrestling.com, but going fast, NEW5 was a sellout, and with the card happening next Thursday, featuring the second title defense for Travis Williams against Anton Alexiev, the tag titles being on the line in a grudge match between the Wise Men and State of Emergency, and the crowning of our first ever NEW Women's Champion, it's going to be a hell of a show. Champion, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Japanese legend Sumi Sakai, or two scoops, KC Spinelli? Also, we're going to have a Canadian gauntlet rumble match for a future title shot. Zoe Sager versus Nicole Matthews, Cat Power and Ava Lawless, and the wrestling genius Daniel Maccabe versus the Motor City Machine Gun, the legendary Alex Shelley. Wyatt, you haven't been here for uh, for a little bit. We've been talking NEW6 on the show the last couple of weeks. What match really jumps out at you? What are you most excited to see next Thursday night? I, I, at first, I just kind of want to hear what Mike's thoughts Sorry, I've missed a couple of shows. Mike, what do you think? What's your favorite match of the show you're looking forward to? Well, I do feel like we've broken down a few of them, but we haven't uh, broken down in 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 any sort of depth is the the Maccabi Shelley match, and I think that, that is going to be a, a showcase of of technique and talent uh, that will be exclusive to NEW here. Can't wait. I've never seen Alex Shelley uh, live before, so that's going to be an absolutely insane match. And Daniel Maccabi has had some of the best matches in uh, NEW so far. So it's he hasn't been on the last show or two, so it's going to be great to see Maccabi back. Obviously, there's a, you know, a ton of good choices on the roster uh, of what you want to watch, what matchup. Uh, the gauntlet match, I'm intrigued to see who steps up there. A lot of fantastic matches throughout the show. But as cliche as it is, I do, I'm intrigued the most by the Travis Williams versus Anton Alexiev because I just think... I, I assume that Travis would kind of, you know, do a little wise man action, maybe set up himself up against him, you know, some real cans, maybe get Seven Rivers in a match and just kind of pads the record a bit. But, uh, you know, he takes on a, a big name in Anton Alexiev. We've seen Anton, you know, do crazy things just to win a regular match. I can't imagine what he's going to do to win a, a, a title. So that's the match for me that I want to see the most. And, uh, you know what? Um, I'm a giving guy. I want to hear from Mike. Mike, what do you, what do you, what do you want to say? <laughs> I was just going to mention that uh, Anton straight up threatened to, to shoot Travis Williams today. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Po- posted a video <laughs> threatening murder. So I'm not sure. Like they should maybe check him uh, when he gets on a plane from Toronto over here to Vancouver. Uh, Paris, the referee's got check a Glock. Him. The referee's going to check him. He's going to pat him down. Check for that and if he Glock, finds yeah. a Glock, he's going to pull that out. It's going to be fine. I mean, that's on Travis. He's got to make sure the ref's on top of that for sure. I mean, it just shows the length that Anton goes to win this. You know, that's just he believes in himself. And, uh, you know, if he wants to get them. Look, he's facing Travis and a bunch of wise men. So he's going to show them he can play their games. He's got the wise men. He's got a gun. I mean, it's a bit extreme maybe, but, you know. I'm worried that, like, Baroni's going to be dead in an alley somewhere. Like, because Alexiev has called in some some Russian friends to, to take out the opponents beforehand. 
Baroni parties hard. That's just just a general concern <laughs> about Tony Baroni. <laughs> that yeah, he might be in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. Now, Wyatt, you were out uh, partying. Two weeks ago, we had Anton Alexiev on the show, and then you hopped a plane to uh, to Toronto and went partying with him. Uh, and yeah. then we didn't see you for a couple weeks. How how was that? He parties hard. Um, I I got to come clean here. We were talking about, like, what are you going to do in the movie event? How are you going to win that title? And I jokingly said, maybe you should bring a gun. So I feel a bit bad that maybe I put that idea in his head. <laughs> this is your fault. Yeah. Way I'm like, I don't know. You had all things in Toronto, but Vancouver is a lot of gang warfare. Maybe. I don't know. I was just joking. Uh, but I, I'm a little concerned. Uh, no, I do think it's games. Anton, again, he, even though you see him on Twitter, he's talked to Brony. I think, uh, I think even Brony could get out partied by Anton. You know, I think Brony in his prime wearing tap out gear. Sure. That Brony goes harder than anyone. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go, you know, but. This Brony, he's a bit wiser. Uh, he may be slowing down that, you know, metabolism slowing down just a little bit. So I think Anton can take him in the drinking contest. And I will tell you, I don't know, I don't know who can keep up with Anton in the ring uh, with drinking. It's, uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's a bundle of fun though. I'll tell you that much. So, so is, he, is he your pick then? Is he going to win the title at NEW six? You know what? I, I've been a I've been a bit of a, a wise man. Uh, Let's say fan investigator, you know, good reporter, and yeah, then they're really good at what they do. Yeah, whatever. No, no, it's, you know, a boy who was a fan, sure, maybe, but I, I want to say that I do think. It's Anton's time. He's, oh. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the jinx. I'll put the Bowman jigs out there. He's due. Oh, no. He's due. So <laughs> oh, now he's no. going to lose. So my apologies. <laughs> Sorry, Anton, go. but you're due. Uh, also announced this week is that NEW will be performing in a Cinco de Mayo show, a Lucha show, at the Commodore Ballroom on May the 5th. So the cool thing about this is every fan who buys a ticket to the Commodore's Cinco de Mayo show. Uh, you can use that very same ticket to get into NEW6 on April 7th. So two awesome shows for the price of one. And the pre-sale, uh, the on-sale for Cinco de Mayo is going on right now. So that's really exciting. Yeah, why? You pumped about the, the Commodore. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I again, they have found luchadors from all over the world. They've unearthed some real gems. Guys that have been fighting, you know, in Shane McMahon's old company. They've been guys around the world. Girls that have been fighting... All over the place you've even heard of. They're going to bring in some of the top luchadors you've ever seen. I highly recommend you get a ticket because you're going to get a lesson in how to fly. $3 tacos. That's all I wanted to add was $3 tacos. Thank you for wasting our time. <laughs> no, you don't want tacos? Yeah, that's important news from Mike I, Paris. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm there for the wrestling. Okay, Mike, I know you don't go to shows anymore, but I'm there for the wrestling, okay? I just we have to learn all sorts of uh, new wrestlers' names and move sets and backstories for the Cinco de Mayo show. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be wild. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out nationextremewrestling.com. The summer series. The details have not been announced yet, but you know that news is coming pretty much any day now. Uh, as far as what shows will be happening this summer for NEW. Uh, Aside from that, folks, it is a big, big weekend for pro wrestling. It is WrestleMania weekend. So what do you say, uh, guys, want to get into WrestleMania talk? Wide world of mania. Let's do it. Done Paris with that wide world of mania. Way to way to tag in there. Good work. Well, it's usually yeah, that's usually the segment. But okay, yeah, 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 sure. No, I just yeah, you put a special WrestleMania twist on it. It was great. So this is the kind of chemistry that uh, that we've been forming uh, these last. Uh, this is like when the New Day, when like Big E would get injured or Xavier Woods was injured or whatever. And then there was just two of them there. This is what me and Paris are on right now. Why? 
But me and Wyatt have like, been podcasting together for ten yeah. years. No, nope, stop it. No, like, we're, we're not at doing each that other's here. throats a lot. But yeah, we that agree in movies time, so a lot of the time. So it's yeah. just wrestling. It's, we have it's a bit when wrestling comes in. Yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, like you guys sometimes sound like you're doing like porn directors congratulating their dialogue. Like, look at us go. Isn't that great? Look at the premise we set up. Like, come on, guys. The, your bar is here. Raise it. Raise it. Right, look, you know what? Bowman here. Listen to 19 and a half years of the movies later with me in Paris, okay. and you'll see some tips on how, how to get the rapport going, right? How much? How many shows is this going to cross over to now? It's, it, I mean, I just, There's, if it's what, an industry leader, why would I talk about it? Yeah. Like we just have to like we're just trying to get the extra word out about our show. It's just promotion. It's fine. Paris, I don't like that you're a part of this now. I don't like that you're jumping on. We're a great team when it's not in the show. I don't think you realize. Okay. <laughs> you didn't get. We it. just disagree Paris, sometimes about wrestling. Yeah. We're very yeah. simpatico when it comes to movies. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. So much like the Royal Rumble, which draws in a lot of you know casual lapsed fans. Pretty much anybody who's a wrestling person watches WrestleMania every single year. The last couple of years, it's been two nights. Uh, just initial impressions for this year's uh, Mania. Is this the most meh Mania of all time? I don't know if it's meh. I mean, it probably is, but for a variety of reasons. One, like I've just kind of tuned out of the product, and we have you know another competitor that's given us something more interesting. Um, it, it almost like the COVID situation when they had the Thunderdome and all that stuff, where the fuck it was, the, it really kind of like, that kind of put a bit of the nail in the coffin for me where I was kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, even again, we've talked about it, Roman Reigns had a great period of time there, but it's like, you know, okay. So now we have, for me, the only thing I'm watching for is just seeing everyone saying, and this is the, again, as usual me, oh, there's no way, there's no way Lesnar can beat Reigns. There's no way, right? And I'm just sitting there going, I think there is, because I know if it works. It's and if that happens, <laughs> yeah, Brock, it's always Brock. It's always you. It's always been you. <laughs> It's always been you. Uh, and so I'm so excited just to see if Brock... That's, that's the only reason I'm going to tune into Mania, is to see if Brock wins. All right. Well, Wyatt, I mean, you don't have to tune in to WrestleMania to see the winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That happened this very evening on uh, on SmackDown, or last night, me? if this is Saturday. Yeah. Uh, there's Seriously? already been a winner. <laughs> Would you like to know who won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Any guesses, Wyatt? Yeah, you, you have know? guesses. It's normally so important. Um, it's going to be one of those, like, fake... <laughs> People, people are like, um, I don't know. Like a game is like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm John Stevenson. Like I don't even know. Or John Gable Stevenson. <laughs> there we go. No, no, no. I know him. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. One of the guys like I don't know. Like a fake, fake. Think of the wrestler. Rumble. Okay, think back to the Rumble. Who had a really good showing in the uh, in the Royal Rumble that maybe some people weren't super thrilled about? Which Rumble are we talking about? This past Royal Rumble. Matt Riddle. No. These ones, no. But, well, they weren't happy about the performance in the Rumble. I guess it did God, go. The Rumble, so again, that Razzle Rumble was the worst Rumble I've ever seen. Well, I don't know anything about it. You got a pair of trousers on, and you don't have a belt, but you need to hold them up somehow. Suspenders? And let's John say Suspenders? Did John Suspenders say, win let's again? Say you're a little kooky. <laughs> you're a little kooky, and you're growing okay. on a tree. <laughs> Tom Wild No Belts? Is that what? Which guy got this one? We could get it there, Paris. We, we could do this. Get me there. Bring we me in. Do this. Um, um, you've got uh, an angry did, hat. Matt? Do you have an angry hat? Uh, the sorting hat. Did they get? Did they hire the sorting hat to come on? That's, That's a good, good crossover. That's good booking. <laughs> That's good booking. Yeah, you got the army of the dead zombies. Let's get the sorting hat out here to go. Yeah. New uh, world order. Angry hat tree growth. No. Moss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Randy Moss. Did they get Randy Moss to win? <laughs> you that genuinely is also don't know booking. who we're referring to. So now that says, uh, like, that says everything. That Wyatt doesn't even know who this person is. Who are we talking about? Madcap Moss, of course. 
Oh, I was, that's, that's a creative wrestler. That, I do not know who that is. <laughs> I straight up don't know who that is. He's pals with Happy Corbin. Remember him from the Rumble? Could not, I could not tell you who that is. He that's wears not suspenders? Real. You could be doing a bit on me now, and I'd be like, sure, that sounds like a real person. I don't know. Like, who is that? that? Well, he's funny. joining such luminaries as Baron Corbin and Mojo Rowley and The Big Show and Cesaro. Cesaro. Oh, don't eat. That's when it still could have meant something, and it should have. Uh, Matt Hardy and Jay Uso, I think, won last year what? or something. Really? Yeah, Jay Uso won the, the thing. That's some shit. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they already had that. I think they're having an intercontinental title triple threat match on SmackDown as well, so that's not going to be on the Mania card. Uh, yeah, um, tons of intrigue about Mania this uh, this year, actually, which we'll get into in a bit. But uh, why? what was the first Mania that you ever saw, you remember seeing? Uh, like I, I saw like some of the earlier ones that I just don't remember much. The one that I remember that stood out the most to me uh, was WrestleMania 10. That was the main one that I remember like just kind of mm. when I was in the height of my fandom of like, oh shit, as, you know, I was younger. So that one to me kind of stands out as the, the biggest one. Yeah, which has what a lot of people say is the best opening match of all time for WrestleMania with Brett versus Owen. Uh, mm-hmm. Paris, what about you? What was your first Mania you remember seeing? Uh, yeah, I was basing it off the year. I couldn't remember what number it was, but it's 12. Yeah, uh, the Iron Man match. Yeah, Bret Hart. Yeah, so Hill. and that was that was right at kind of my introduction to love of wrestling, uh, mainly surrounding Bret Hart and and uh, and that that uh, angle of things. That was kind of what my dad used to kind of bring me into it. So that's that's what I re- recall as my first one that I remember being a kind of a seminal moment in my childhood. Yeah, but then it only a... picked up from there, right? All those Attitude Era ones. Are, oh God, are super yeah. memorable for me. I remember being a little kid, and I remember watching like WrestleMania six. So I was a big Ultimate Warrior guy, and then I was kind of off of it for a while. I remember WrestleMania nine, hearing that all oh, Bret Hart lost the title to Yokozuna, um, and then I kind of was like off of it for a while. And then yeah, Paris, like you, WrestleMania twelve was where I first started watching the lead up again, the Iron Man match, all that. And I remember my dad being, "Oh, so you're back on this now, are you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I, th- I think I am." And then never really looked back from uh, from twelve. Why? What's probably like you list off a couple of your favorite Mania matches? Oh, my favorite one. Uh, I don't know. You say ten. You're a big Scott Hall guy. I no, no. Razor versus Sean. Razor versus Sean ladder match. That that one blows me away. To this day, it still holds up as a ladder match because, like, yeah, they had crazy spots and stuff. But just for back in the day, because that was my one at the time, it still holds up. And I think that's just a testament to those two guys kind of doing their style. I think I was yeah. Obviously, when Scott Hall passed, you read about about him and you hear how Sean said like. Razor's wondering why he wasn't be able to break in, why he couldn't make it, and and then like Razor watched big guys kind of wrestle. It's like why don't they like why don't they take a bump? And Sean's like they just don't do. It. He's like well I'm gonna fucking take a bump, and he like he he would sell for like people like Sean and stuff, and like one two three kid, and that was kind of really awesome of him. So that kind of made it feel, um, you know, it didn't make Sean look like this tiny little like little dude in the ring. It just felt like they kind of were equals in a sense. It was nice. Um, and then obviously yeah, I really did enjoy uh, the Brett versus Owen match. That's one of the fantastic, one of the best matches ever. I, I hate the fact that that match reminds me of how the Yoko Izuna uh, match finishes with Brett. Where he's going for By the accident? bonsai and then he like falls off. Like, what a shitty way for Brett to go it's over. It's like a, t- like a turtle that. on his yeah. shell, not able to yeah. get up. And then that's how <laughs> Brett conquers the mighty Yokozuna because he that slipped. Was so bad. So bad. I hated that finish. Anyways, uh, other ones, like, not for wrestling, just for, like, I've talked about before, just for the I've never, again, that's my favorite crowd ever was Rock Hogan, just for the crowd. Oh, my the goodness. crowd was so yeah. fucking into it. I don't care about I the match. Like, it was small spots. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, and the fact that, like, there was something special, again, you know, being in Toronto, how, like, everyone, like, you see, like, Hulk Owen, you, you know, piece of shit, but you look at him as a wrestler, all these people growing up with him as their hero and going to see him coming back, and then he does the first flex, and the crowd loses their shit, 
and then they fucking switch on the fly and they fucking go Rocco's heel a bit. And to this day, like, again, I know, I know rock winning is the right thing. And I'm a huge rock guy. If I could go back in time just to experience what would have happened, I would have loved the experience if Hogan pinned him. Oh, just yeah. have the yeah. fucking incentive. That crowd would have lost their... I, and yeah, Hogan's damage. the last guy to need that, right? He doesn't need that in any way, shape, or form. But just to have those fans experience that what in the fuck just happened moment would have been... I would have killed for that. I think that was like... For me, that was like a match where I felt like not to use stupid jargon, but like I was really smartened up for that match, you know, and it was kind of like, wow, like the, everything leading up to this was going one way and the skill and the talent of the wrestlers in that moment to basically change the entire dynamic of the match based on how the, the fans were reacting. I don't think we've seen a, another example of that maybe ever about how skillfully they reacted and did all the right things in order to 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 adjust what their plans were to how the fans were reacting and you know it definitely gave toronto that reputation or even canada that reputation of the oh anything can happen in toronto like but but it made it different it made it fun and that's just sticks out i don't think it was an amazing technical match by any means but just from that that psychology and that ring iq uh standpoint it, it was everything yeah, it's funny you mention that because you can't say that, oh, if that happens in Orlando, Florida, the crowd wouldn't react the same, or if that happened in Houston, Texas, the crowd wouldn't do the same, because the crowd at Mania's are, you know, a lot of them are fly-ins, right? It's the most hardcore, smarkiest folks there are, so that probably that turn would have happened anywhere, although I think that maybe is a more modern thing, and you got to give credit to Toronto and just Canada always doing what it wants and recognizing hey I want to we want to cheer for this guy we hate this guy this is just what we're doing now uh yeah one of the best matches as far as crowd reaction and it being pro wrestling or sports entertainment but not necessarily from a wrestling standpoint uh why with WrestleMania 10 one of my favorite single night booking things was they had Owen win clean in the opener and it is the greatest night of his career he is so happy so thrilled he's on top of the world and in that finish where bret hart you know turtle yokozuna turtle shell bret yeah. hart beats him and then everyone's celebrating he's up on people's shoulders and then owen hart comes out in the aisle it's just like what about me what the hell like i i won tonight and then you have this ready-made feud built for SummerSlam for the title because he already beat Brett. As far as single night manias go, that is up there with the Daniel Bryan two matches from WrestleMania 30, which again was such a huge thing because very clearly almost didn't get that because they had to be dragged to Daniel Bryan's triumph kicking and screaming. You know, what's the thing? I'm going over these matches and... Um, yeah, the Owen thing is so good because like we've talked about before, like if you're a heel and you believe in your motivations, that's the best kind of heel. You think you're right. And like you can see Owen, like, you don't agree with Owen, but you're like I can kind of see how he thinks that. Like, it's not, yeah. Like why wouldn't Brett want to win the title? But you can kind of see for this kid that's in his shadow. Like it all makes sense. It's great. Great fucking booking. And then I was looking at the, yeah, Daniel Bryan, like, like that one, I look at it and I'm like, there's always something a little bit off about that. And it's like you said, I think it's because it took so long to get there and it felt like it was like we had to fight for it. No sense. And it didn't feel like vindicating. It felt more like about time like but not in a good way i felt that was a bit of fatigue of like them pulling down brian and like, it's one of those things i think i don't know who said it where it's like uh one of the big wrestlers said like if you're like tearing down your opponent and then you beat them then what did it matter that sort of thing and they spent so long tearing down daniel brian it was kind of like well you know you really did make him seem like a shitty guy and a wrestler for a long time and it's like you really kind of took some of that shine off i think by doing that yeah that was honestly that was one of the things that dug me out of my hiatus was was that moment so you know i was kind of 
out of it, uh, brought back by kind of the punk pipe bomb and, and those kind of events. And then that was the first Mania I'd watched in quite a while at that point. And, but it did definitely sell me on, on Brian Danielson. It was like, okay, so I, I remember him actually at the time I was like, I remember this guy from ECCW. Like <laughs> that's, that was my knowledge of him. So, you know, him, uh, you know, being such a big deal at the time, I was, I was curious to see what the hubbub was about and, and it was rightfully due as we still see to this day. And that's the thing about WrestleMania is they get this chance every year to potentially do something that's going to catch the eyes of a Laps fan who's checking back in. And we talked about this a couple months ago with the Royal Rumble because a lot of people were pretty pissed off at the Royal Rumble. Admittedly so. No one knew anybody's music. That's never a good sign. Is I think Wyatt mentioned that. It's like, I don't know who any of these I people think Wyatt were. knows <laughs> Bad Cat Moss's music. I think he has oh, it that's, on, his, yeah. on his workout oh, huge playlist. Fan. Huge but, fan yeah. of the guy. I'll yeah. get him on the show next week. He's just a great guy. Which show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's our movie show. He's a movie yeah, guy. Movie. He's a movie guy, right? Is that where? We're... Yeah. But they have a chance for I would say one night, but I guess two nights every year to maybe do something that's engaging and try and get those Mike Paris's back uh, into the fold. Um, as far as like other favorite Mania matches, Paris, is there anything else that jumps out at you from uh, from years past? Oh boy. Um, hmm. I, I think about like I was, uh, you know, there live for, uh, you know, some of this. So I, I definitely remember, um, you know, I, I think Angle Lesnar was probably the most memorable match for me of that night. Yeah, there was a, that was a great card. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Seattle, which was 19. Je- yeah, mark. 19. Jericho Michaels was on that card. Yeah, there was a lot of, and I have a lot of good kind of memories from, from a lot of great matches. We had good seats, so that helped. I remember John Cena coming out and rapping to the crowd during Sunday Night Heat. Like, so I like, have that memories tells you of like, it was a long time early, ago. Yeah, yeah, early kind of seminal moments, though. Uh, I remember, you know, of course, I remember Undertaker maintaining his streak in a tag team match with A-Train. Um, you know, these were, these were the good old days. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I feel like Lesnar angle sticks out to me as the one that I remember like jumping to my feet for. I'm gutted that I was just watching something. I think it was on like Instagram. There's a classic wrestling's thing or whatever. And I watched the, uh, Minnesota stretching crew, Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin win the OVW tag team titles. And it was like a dark match before like a Monday Night Raw or whatever. But Benjamin hits his move and then there goes uh, Lesnar ambling up to the top rope. And he, you know, his opponent is super far away. But he hits a perfect, a picture perfect shooting star press. Because that's what the finisher he used uh, back in, uh, in OVW. And a great decision to bust that out in the main of to win the main event of WrestleMania but it still breaks my heart wide I know you're a huge Lesnar guy that they botched it on that night I mean it was a long match he was tired you're going in there against a thoroughbred like Kurt Angle and he just didn't have it to get that rotation and stuff up but he'd hit that move dozens of times before you would see that in greatest WrestleMania moment montages forever mm. If he hit that shooting star press, that would have been amazing. I mean, you got to sometimes look to your, your peers and figure things out. Sin Cara, get a trampoline. If you're tired. The trampoline's going to help a lot. I just don't know why he didn't do that. I mean, I would have let it go. I'm mean, fine. Sure. Imagine Mark Hunter puts a trap down and starts jumping off it. Like, that's good stuff. Who's going to question that? Sorry, it's a main event. <laughs> no, WrestleMania 19. Lesnar yeah. Angle. You want him going under the ring. Oh, my God. He's he tired. He goes, table? I'm tired. Gets, go, no. Yeah, pull the trampoline out instead. Bounce, bounce, boom. 
We would still be talking about it. It would still be in montages. There'd be no uh, botch. So yeah, I, you know. But it's incredible that Lesnar lived because as you see it from the angle that's been shown all these years. Okay, yeah, he obviously like drives his head into Angle's ribs and this and that. But I have like a 30 years of WrestleMania book that they produced and they show a photo from the side angle of that, of like the impact and his neck is just like accordioning in. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's absolutely terrible. But, neck uh, muscles have neck muscles, though. That guy's protected. Like, if anyone's yeah. going to take that, it's Brock. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Shawn Michaels series of matches against The Undertaker, the two mm. back-to-back ones. Obviously, the second one, uh, one of my favorite builds of all time, going all the way back to the Slammy Awards. You know it's a good Mania match when the build starts at the Slammies. Um, but... Uh, Shawn Michaels has the reputation for being Mr. WrestleMania. A lot of classic matches. Uh, why do you consider Shawn Michaels to be the rest, consummate like WrestleMania performer? I don't think I have one that stands out as the guy. I think that was good marketing to make mm-hmm. me believe that. But like looking back at it now, I don't think like that was. He's not the guy. I think to myself like he raised his game to, to like a high level over anyone else. So I mean, honestly, like. It's boring, but Bret Hart to me is a guy that I would even put up there too. Because he makes things work with everyone. Like Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. Like that story they oh, told. Oh, WrestleMania there, right? 13. One right? of the and absolute right yeah. best. Yeah. Him doing the Owen match at the 10. Like I just think like, yeah, he could raise his game and even 12. Like it's just Bret did a lot of good work. Obviously, I think Shawn Michaels, he, he helped that like, it's kind of, I bring it up like talking to Michinoku when he did his first like kind of like flying move because I was a very just a very WWE guy right? I didn't know anything else I was like what the fuck was that movie he actually jumped like I didn't get it I'm like that's so weird so Sean's a guy that kind of like was you know bridging the gap between like just old school wrestling for me so like that's why I think he stood out I was like oh shit he jumps off shit it was fun um, but like you're looking back at it now like I, I think if that's what I wonder if you let Brian, Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson unleashed like he could be Miss WrestleMania for me like I think you know we let him do what he wants no doubt in my mind I think he would be better than Sean at that but Sean is still a tremendous guy but I just I don't view one guy as like the guy. I just like my eyes bugged out of my head because you transitioned from Shawn Michaels to Taka Michinoku like instantly. How do I talk about Taka? You're like, all right, yeah, well, it's kind of like Taka Michinoku. Is it kind of like Taka Michinoku? That match you're talking about, are you talking about Taka Great Sasuke at the Canadian Stampede? I love that match too. Yeah, I was blown away. I was like, what is this? Nuts match, yeah. Like that's, we should talk about that pay-per-view one day and break that down because that's probably one of the best shows top to bottom like ever but anyway um i now forget what i was gonna say i i think that the definition of work rate and the definition of entertainment especially as we age as fans um has changed so much over the last decade it's like you can't look back at Shawn michaels and say that he's the same kind of entertainer as brian danielson like it's not it's not the same kind of wrestling that we that we grew up with. Um, so, you know, I think it's kind of apples to oranges a little bit in, in the sense that wrestling has evolved. And, and what, what you and I want to see in a great wrestling match or in a great pay-per-view or in a great show uh, might be different than it was, uh, you know, 20 years ago. And it might be different for us than it is for a 12-year-old. Yeah, I mean, if I can't pick, uh, you know, a top WrestleMania performer, I can pick the top anti-WrestleMania performer. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume that none of you have a Randy Orton match on your on your list anywhere. No. No. No, nope, nope, sure no. don't. I have a Randy Orton moment when he <laughs> launched Seth Rollins off of the yes. curb stomp and hit that RKO. Yeah. yeah. That was neat. I've never seen a guy get like, because his storylines leading up to some of these were fantastic. Uh, but every time it comes to the Mania, I don't know if it's Triple H's influence or not, but he just never, he never pulled off a match where you're like, Holy shit, like that was like everything his, I his, could be. His big match spots are like the same every single time. 
So I'm going to backdrop yeah. someone onto a table, you know, all that kind of shit. So I feel like it it hasn't really evolved. Like on the shit end, because in evolution, I think though, of, I think of him like beating both members of Legacy. Right? Remember when Legacy imploded? Remember Legacy, everybody? Uh, and he just beat both of them at Manny. I'm like, what a fucking waste. You didn't make a new star out of this at all. Uh, but then I th- also think about, he was the first guy that I thought they, oh, they maybe could use to break the Undertaker's streak. His feud and match with the Undertaker at Mania and him countering the choke slam into the RKO, like, I thought they were going to use that to elevate uh, elevate Randy Orton, for sure. I mean... And going back to Shawn Michaels for a second, you look at his WrestleMania career, just like his actual career, you've got two separate like kind of categories. So you got his WrestleMania 11 versus Diesel, 12 versus Brett, 13 was supposed to be Brett, but I think that was the lost smile or the knee injury or who knows. <laughs> and then 14 was the one where his back was all knackered and he uh, jobbed out to Steve Austin and then that was it. And of course the infamous urban legend of Undertaker taping his fists and being behind the curtain ready to go out and pummel him in case Shawn Michaels didn't do business for Stone Cold Steve Austin which I would have loved. You talk about the alternate reality of like Hogan beating Rock at WrestleMania 18. I want the alternate reality of Shawn Michaels refusing to job for Steve Austin and an Undertaker just walking out after facing his brother Kane like an hour prior and just kayfabe or shoot beating the shit out of Shawn Michaels and then Austin uh, beating him. That would have been nuts. But uh, then the latter day Shawn Michaels, you've got matches with Kurt Angle, the Undertaker matches, the Shawn Michaels one or the uh, the, uh, John Cena one, which I think a lot of people forget. And yeah, the guy was uh, the guy was next level. Was he Taka Michinoku at uh, In Your House Canadian Stampede? (laughs) Not even fucking close. He wishes. But uh, still pretty great. Let's talk about the Undertaker for a second. Uh, Paris, you were there when the Undertaker hung up his boots and retired and was never going to wrestle again, were you not? <laughs> I was. I was. It was one o'clock in the morning. I was very tired and very hungry because the arena had run out of food by 5 p.m. Um, and I mean that literally. It was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but uh, it was, you know, and I've never been an Undertaker guy, but that honestly, that was a, a very memorable moment for me in a sense that I felt like I was fucking part of something. And then, you know, what, flash forward nine months later and he's back in the ring again. And it's all for naught, but whatever. Yep. Uh, and that we match sucked. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. Well, also, we, I think, I don't know if Paris, you were there, but I don't know why you and I definitely watched it together. Uh, Mania 30. The streak is broken. 21-1. Uh, and one, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Wyatt, how happy were you when that happened? It's just that was, you know, the area where Brock won when he wasn't supposed to, and I loved it. I started realizing that Vince just loves this guy to no end. Like, Lust again, him. who else would Vince let beat the fuck out of John Cena for, like, half an hour? Like, that was, I didn't even say, that's, that was, that's almost crazier than The Undertaker, because, like, that was super Cena, and I was like, is this, like, I still thought, you you I was with you, I was like, no, he's still, Cena's gonna win. It's gonna be the dumbest bullshit, he's gonna get the fuck beat of him, and he's gonna somehow win this. And he just fucking, he just didn't. He didn't win. So uh, Lesnar beating Undertaker, which again, like I'm sure you could have used that to propel other stars, but uh, Vince loves him some Brock. I love me some Brock, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Watching that match with John Cena at SummerSlam with you was an absolute <laughs> joy and a pleasure because the more Brock Lesnar dominated, the angrier you got because you knew that Cena's just going to hit a thing and then that's going to be it and then Brock's going to lose. So you got so mad. I think by like the 14th suplex, like this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Bro, you didn't even want to watch it. And then 
the elation when he just won was just like it was like going from Shawn Michaels to Taka Michinoku when talking yeah. about great WrestleMania <laughs> yep. performers. That's the whiplash that was there because you you love Brock and Brock has made a really good uh, claim. At I you're saying Brock loves you. I was like, does he? And Brock loves you. <laughs> we have him on the show. <laughs> I told number? you it was a special WrestleMania edition of the show, and goddamn it, I meant it. Brock, get in here, you big cowboy bastard. Um, <laughs> You love your Brock. So Brock and Roman have main evented. I can't remember how many WrestleManias. It's never worked. Their little tug of war for the belt before Mania a couple years ago. Uh, Mania 31, which I think may be one of the more underrated modern Manias. That was Rusev in the tank. Uh, Triple H's Terminator entrance. Bray Wyatt v. Undertaker. Daniel Bryan Intercontinental Ladder Match. And then uh, Seth Rollins cashing in, which I think maybe one of the top five best WrestleMania mo- moments ever is uh, Rollins cashing in on Brock. But that was the match of theirs, Brock Roman, that I actually liked and was into. Yeah, there is a bit of fatigue with these two men, and that's why. Yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I feel like the match itself will be fine. Maybe with you know uh, they'll be jacked to the crowd there, and it'll be a bit different, and they'll you know. I know Brock, when he wants to, can go, and I have no reason why he wouldn't want to work with Roman. So it's just more of a case of like, I, I just, I have no idea if Vince is going to Brock it out or do what like makes sense business wise is like make Roman the man. Cause that makes the most sense for them. Make Roman officially the man. He beat Brock. That's the biggest touch you can give. Cause that, with that, gets that, you know, this is the guy that beat Cena. This is the guy that beat Undertaker. Now Roman beat him. Like, what better way to cement your fucking guy that's doing your John Cena stuff now? He's selling your company. He's your ambassador. The more reasons I give to make Roman the winner, the happier I'll be when Brock wins. Because <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Because Roman's closing in on Hogan's like title record too. Uh, now Which celebrities, you know they want to, yeah, yeah. Celebrities have always been a big part of uh, WrestleMania. Paris, do you particularly have any celebrity involvements in past WrestleManias that you thought were actually pretty good? I know you're a huge Lunch Money Lewis guy, so Lunch Money Lewis yeah. performing at WrestleMania 33 with you in attendance in Orlando There's was the a whole landmark moment for you. Uh, but aside yeah. from that, uh, can you think of any other celebrity involvement in Mania that you've actually enjoyed? Ah. Uh. I don't enjoy is a, a big word <laughs> that you didn't hate uh, or that you did that hate. Didn't hate things you felt. What did you feel? I, you know what? I feel good about bad bunny. I thought, yeah. I, I don't, I don't care for him, but in regards to his performance in the ring and, uh, the storyline, if you will, surrounding it, I, I could, I could, I can get around that. It was fun. Um, other than that, like, no, like fucking, like I saw Gronk too that night, uh, in Orlando you spoiled. Uh, coming out to help Mojo Raleigh. Uh, no, it just always seems so forced and so hokey this year. It's just like ad nauseum. Like there's like, there is too, too many celebrities to count involved, uh, this year. They think they've got something there and they are trying desperately and it screams of desperation. How many attempts they're making to get eyes on the product here uh from outside the wrestling world uh yeah no it's never done anything for me i and i know to answer your question directly i can't think of anyone who's like yay i'm glad they did that mike tyson that was kind of fun that go there yeah that like shifted things in the landscape of professional wrestling i think it was i don't know if it was kevin nash or somebody tells a story that that's when they knew that wwf was going to win the war when Mike Tyson like showed up and was going to be like at WrestleMania because Tyson was red hot at the time and pairing him up with Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ring at the end of that show that was a pretty big deal. It's not I don't know if it was like a snooky level uh, big deal, but it was pretty good. Uh, Lawrence Taylor as well, the first celebrity to ever main event 
WrestleMania. Feel bad for Bam Bam Bigelow. Right, bring him any jobs to a non wrestler, and I think they had promised him like a world title run or a world title feud or something over the course of the summer. And then, like, I think he just got clicked and they pushed him way, way down the card. Wyatt, celebrities at Mania, anything jumping out for you? No, it's easy. The Rock, Hollywood star, comes and beats John Cena right there. Easy, you know what? Yeah, I'll give you that, <laughs> right? Yeah, sure, he started as a wrestler, but that's the thing, nobody thought at all that he was going to win that match. You'll come in, part-time guy, job to Cena. I think that was the one they booked a year in advance, right? Yeah, the night yeah. after Mania, they challenged each other. And then no one thought The Rock was going to win, and then and then he did. And it was wonderful and great. And then it kind of dawned on people that, oh, shit, they might do this again next year. Ed gives Once Cena a lifetime, back twice <laughs> for the title and just, oh, no. Yeah, wasn't, uh, yeah, wasn't, uh, wasn't great. Um, trying to think if there's any other like, I think that was Pete Rose and Kane was a mania rivalry, right? Was it Rumble? Uh, no. no, they they interacted oh, yeah. the Rumble, but I think it started mostly at yeah. um, no, I think at right. Mania for a couple of years, where he kept uh, getting fucked over by Kane. I thought I don't really much care for him as a person. I thought Money Mayweather and Big Show was actually pretty good, and I thought Mayweather did a decent job. Coming into uh, coming into pro wrestling, well, he's just such a pro wrestling person as it is, so not uh, entirely surprising. So who do we have this year? Logan Paul, Logan Paul, Johnny, and we have Johnny Knoxville, which we've talked about on the show before. Paris, that like the, some of the most intriguing builds to Mania and the best builds to Mania are involving these celebrities. Right, uh, I think that's it. I thought there was one more. I don't know why I think there was one more. Maybe we're forgetting somebody. Oh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, Is Bad Steve, Bunny around? No. Uh, Steve Austin. I don't know if you consider Steve Austin a celebrity. Uh, McAfee uh, kind of. like. Oh, I don't know I, yeah, that's... Pat McAfee. I, I'd say McAfee I would consider to be in that category, yes, even though he is like a WWE guy. Uh, he's mm-hmm. also like an outside star first. So um, Triple H at WrestleMania. Triple H just retired. Uh, is there anything worse than what Triple H did to Booker T? Was that WrestleMania 19? Paris, was that your WrestleMania you were at? Uh, yes. Do you know what? I don't recall. One of the worst <laughs> builds mine. ever. People like you Might don't get to be one. champion. Uh, super, super racist. And then uh, hit him with a pedigree. And then I think it was like 19 seconds. It took him to crawl over and pin him for three. Just after one pedigree. In a match that, from all the booking and everything, like... Booker T should have won. Like, that's what happens. Heels mm-hmm. a son of a bitch, crosses the line. Triple H crossed the line farther than most had uh, in modern wrestling. Uh, Booker T should batter him. And then, there you go. He's the world champion. Great, cool. Nope. One pedigree. 25 seconds later. Yeah, Booker T jobs out. Uh, Triple H at Mania. Maybe one of my least favorite WrestleMania performers. He always has these super, super, super long matches uh, with builds that I don't really feel like really have gone anywhere. Like his Orton matches were super like drawn out. The Undertaker end of an era Metallica versus Motorhead match, Hell in a Cell, all that stuff. Like, is does Triple H rank for you guys as one of the worst Mania performers ever? Well, he's given sorry, he's given Wyatt uh, his. Uh his favorite uh, meme of Batista and the give me what I want. Yes, so that's yeah. right. That, that, yeah. build, that build was fun. Okay, and that, that's that's Batista did the heavy lifting. Batista did the heavy lifting for that one. He made it yeah. interesting. Like, Batista did the work there. 
And then did Orton do the one? Was it? It was a mania build where Orton like RKO'd Stephanie and then kissed her while yes. uh, Triple H was handcuffed to the can't ropes. Do that no more. No, yep. can't do that anymore. But yeah, that was you know got you invested in that match. Well, that's the thing. Like Orton's had kind of like you know had some storylines that had some intrigue, but just could never deliver. And I don't know if it's like again. I always wanted like I, w- I wish I could have like a room where we could put people into the Rock Hogan situation and see how different people would react. And I feel like Randy Orton would not read the crowd and not give a shit. Like he'd read the crowd, but wouldn't give a shit. Sorry, yeah. he'd just be like, whatevs. Shame. I'm going to do what I want to yeah. do. Yeah. Right? And right, yeah, with Triple H, it's like he would just see the crowd and like, you know, he'd force through some complicated storyline. So I, I am intrigued to see how people would handle that. Triple H, for whatever reason, I it feels like he tries to do too much. Like he's trying to like, you know, it's like, does, and you, know, you assume that he has a lot of power, obviously, in his position. Does he then have the ability to have more creative control than others? And he kind of does a little too much. Um, but then I see someone like Jericho who who can work the system I and mean, he can come up with some great stuff, but he like does it like the right amount. Like he does a really good job of like, kind of making things interesting too. So um Triple H for me though is someone that like, yeah, whenever there's a WrestleMania match, it's more of like, oh, I guess hope someone beats this guy and it's not like it's not super intriguing. Even though when Daniel Bryan's big moment, like I don't need Triple H coming out with Stephanie in the in the in the in the main event. He already beat him. I wish he just kinda of powered it off. We didn't see him yes. anymore, but no, he had to show up. Like you didn't need that. Um a little too much convolution for me. And so funny you mentioned like Triple H and Chris Jericho because as we talked about Rock Hogan extensively, uh, yeah, they didn't go on last. After that, uh, here comes Triple H to face Chris Jericho for the undisputed title in a feud where Jericho's the third wheel uh, because it's all <laughs> yes. about Stephanie and their fucking dog. Oh, that was and one just of the another worst. like Triple H is just coming out to just put some water on WrestleMania, just douse it a little bit and get some of the fire. Now his feud with Seth Rollins didn't necess- wasn't super into and Paris, do you have a WrestleMania performer or somebody that like every time they're on the card they just fail to deliver for you? No. Well you could speak very generally about people I dislike. <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Hey Goldberg Lesnar at Mania a couple years ago was great. And great is yes. Is I will say great. They just came giant out, hyperbole. Came out and hit L one on each other for five minutes or whatever. Big moves. Great. Yeah, and cool. I hate that shit. I, I know you do. <laughs> so stop with the L oneing. I do There's not want to see it. There's a place and for it. Come on, stick with the times, Bowman. It's hold R two and X. That's oh, sorry. Oh, I, oh, I'm oh, not oh, a two K twenty two guy. I'm still stuck <laughs> on nineteen. So. Yeah, sorry. You had a log stick and uh... <laughs> uh, Paris. Just one. I wanted to ask you again about like being at Mania. You were at nineteen, yeah. but more so thirty-three because that's a modern Mania where these things are like eight, nine, ten hours long. You already talked yes. about it being one a.m. Trip or Undertaker fake retires. You're out of food. How else was that experience for you? Like not just the event itself, but like that whole weekend and being at Mania because we've never been Wyatt and I. Uh well, first piece of advice. Uh, go on the West Coast (laughs) because everything is later when you get onto the East Coast time zone. So, you know, if you think WrestleMania is long, wait till it's until 1 a.m. Then it's real long. Um, And also, it was in a really shitty football stadium. um, So the seats sucked and that's a long time to be sitting in one cramped seat. So, there's that. Um, In regards to the show, I would say, like, it's always it's the weekend the whole surrounding weekend is is everything about it and and i do wonder if some of that has been diminished by the two nights or maybe it's been enhanced by the two nights it's kind of hard to tell i'm not sure what people would say about that um but like i'll say raw after mania is more of an experience than or at least it was 
back in my day uh, than the actual show itself. Like, for exa- example, the mania I was at the night after Roman defeats The Undertaker. Um, oh, he yes. Gets booed out of the arena for, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. Like, they would not let him talk. And let me tell you, Clive was furious. Clive was like, let's get on with the show. Let this like, man talk for Christ's sake. To say. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, like the, just the whole, we did, we did NXT and, uh, mania and then raw, we didn't do SmackDown. Um, but yeah, the whole weekend was just, was just solid. And then aside from the environment, it's just such a showcase. It is so busy though. Like you have to keep that in mind. It is so fucking busy. Like there's just people everywhere and, you know, t-shirt lineups are long food lineups are long beer lineups are long all those kind of things and and it does uh uh, hurt you in that way but in regards to what kind of show they can put on and the kind of staging and honestly like you feel far away but there isn't a bad seat in the house and you can you can still get a good as i saw you know a good image of john cena proposing to nikki bella like that i saw the important stuff yeah that's yeah that's uh that love is forever that's uh yeah that's something i've always thought about with with manias is it looks like if you're there and you have like average person seats you're not gonna be able to see anything and you're just watching it from the video screen anyway but you were still able to like to see that love uh in the ring i think there is like that like yeah exactly there is that like prime seat and i think you guys probably know what i'm about to say is like the kind of elevated off the floor yes like yes. right to onto the ring like that is where you want to be and that's where i have been honestly for both the both the manias i went to okay um but it is the I, i'd say safeco was a hell of a better uh experience than than the orlando one in regards to just seats and size and all that being i imagine it was at least you know twenty thousand people less um so you know that experience was better but but in regards to the and oh, by the way, guys, uh, for the record, skip fan access. Don't go to that bullshit. All right. <laughs> well, well, thirty-eight or thirty-nine is in uh, Hollywood uh, next year, so I feel that we should all go as a group. Get the new shield together. Go down there and check out WrestleMania thirty-nine. It's the one. It's mainly is the one big four I've never been to, and I would love to go. And I would love nothing more than to go with you fellas because we had a great time at twenty nineteen Royal Rumble. So. Yeah, that was also uh, the Hardys return mania was the one that you were at 33, right? Yeah. Big moments. That was, you know, I think a pretty underrated mania. We got to see, you know. Yeah. The the actual wrestling was kind of shit, but the moments were good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like there were some decent matches, but there was a lot of kind of garbage involved. And and like that pop for the Hardys coming out was was beyond anything else I've ever experienced. Um, Yeah. And then close second to anything else I've other experienced is um, Bray Wyatt projecting bugs onto the <laughs> was it the bu- was that the bug ring. mania too? It was bug mania. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that was a close second. <laughs> uh, Crowd oh, has been like just like intense for that moment, right? Like you must have lost your minds over that. No, we had no idea what was going on because you can barely tell. From... <laughs> it's like what the hell's going on? Why have they everything just stopped and the creepy music is playing? Oh man! Uh, remember, uh, remember when Sting was aided by his uh, his old friends, the NWO, where everyone's <laughs> yeah. granddads just came yeah. out and started fighting. That was when I'm like, okay, I'm getting I'm getting pretty old in life when it's just DX and the NWO duking it out in the ring, and everyone's just everyone's just so old. Uh, yeah, oh Sting! And look what Sting is doing now. It's Come incredible! On. It's incredible! What happened? What yeah. happened in that time span with WWE? What a waste. Anyway, I know. 
Uh, looking ahead to this year's uh, Rumble, obviously it's uh, tonight and tomorrow. Ooh, this year's Rumble. Uh, sorry, this year's WrestleMania. Freezing. Shut up, Paris. All right, yeah, yeah, all right. Botch, you <laughs> fucked we up. Hold, we hold you accountable. I know you show. do, and I'm happy that you do. Uh, and Welcome I'm not make a note to WrestleMania. Edit this Summer out. Summer fast. Edit this out. <laughs> uh, Bianca Belair and uh, Becky Lynch. So I don't know if anybody saw Becky Lynch's comments, but essentially she ripped the fact that Charlotte and Ronda are quote unquote main eventing uh, WrestleMania Saturday uh, because Becky feels that it should be, hey, the two women who have won in the main event of WrestleMania should be main eventing as opposed to two people that Becky beat in the first ever one a couple of years ago. Um, and yeah, she didn't mince her words. And yeah, Becky Lynch, pretty fucking awesome. They've been building this program with Bianca Belair since uh, SummerSlam. I don't know. I'm pretty excited to see it. It looks like it might kick off uh, WrestleMania night one uh, on Saturday. Um, any thoughts on Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and then Charlotte Flair and Rousey, so the women's title matches? That's a great, it's a good spot though. In the intros, like match at WrestleMania, that's that's fucking. You got the crowd jacked. That's not a bad spot. I'd almost like, want to be the opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's if you can't get the main, get that. And sometimes even the main, like the crowd gets dead by the time it gets to you. Like I, I wouldn't mind that opener at all. Uh, no, it's it's fun to see. Like I think Becky Lynch has always kind of straddled that line of like, is she working herself into a shoot? You know, all that kind of like you know fourth wall bending. Um, Sometimes it's a little is a little much, but then you know you're facing Ronda Rousey who doesn't want to do it at all. Like she's so clumsy how she does it. It's a what do they tell me to do? I'll do whatever the co- like. She's like, okay, relax, Ronda. Like, <laughs> they're fake punches. I'll show them real punch. What the fuck, Ronda? <laughs> this ain't <laughs> like, scripted she's... bullshit. I'm gonna kill you. It's like Ronda. Come on, this is latter day WCW. Goldberg went against the script and refused to take the power bomb. <laughs> William Regal's gonna teach him a lesson. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, you know, Rhonda, as much as I think she, it's weird because I think she had an interview where she's like, oh, it's just, I remember when I left here, I was just so mad the crowd was angry at me. I'm like, she does, she falls? Like, she works herself into a shoot all the she time. Does. <laughs> like, she thinks the crowd's booing her is like, like, they're, like, it's so weird to me. Like, she gets tricked by the crowd. Am I the bad guy? What's happening? Uh, so I'm intrigued just for that, just to see what happens. Because, like, if they boo her, uh, which you never know with the smart crowds, right? The smarky smarks might get on her case, and, yeah. you know. Cause like she could she can she'll flip mid match when she sees the crowd being angry at her right like she, she has no idea how to keep her shit. Wrestle check this out. She was a Samoan drop or something. I was like, yeah, it's a Samoan drop. Tatanka used to do that shit twenty Taka years ago. Tatanka would kill that move. Tatanka would crush it. Um, Paris, the uh, the women's title matches on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I, I I I'm I'm maybe this is wrong of me to say. I'm so fucking over Charlotte Flair. And I'm I'm so over the position they uh, prop her up upon. Um, like I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe the sentiment out there is no, is, is better than I think it is. But you're not wrong. Like I, like it's time to push. It's time to push Bianca. Like it's time to push anyone. Uh, it's time for that for her to kind of take a step back. Um, and, and I, and yeah. maybe become like a part timer or or something like that. I don't know. I just feel like she's so overdone. She's getting put in this like, why is she always the person at Mania? And I think it all started with them shoehorning her into that match with Becky and Ronda in the first place. It's like, why is this happening? And we didn't want to see it happen then. I don't want to see it happen now. She's she's great in the ring. She is absolutely a talent, and I'm not trying to diminish that. But I just think her time in the sun needs to kind of take a step back. No, they, they, you know, I was a big Charlotte Flair guy. I thought she was phenomenal. And then they used two, I think, consecutive manias and completely um, 
uh, diminish that for me. Yes, you say, I remember saying, if she gets shoehorned into this Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, like, red-hot feud for no reason other than, I'm Charlotte Flair, I should be involved in this, then I'll never forgive them for that, and I'll never let that go, and I haven't. But it was the year prior when she beat Asuka that really started yeah. kicking it off for me. Nobody should have beaten Asuka for a long time, and then and it was Charlotte. It was like, ah, oh, man... Ah, Jesus. Okay. So there's two manias back to back, and I've been completely over Charlotte Flair ever since. Give me some of that Jade Cargill. That's where I'm at now. Um, other big things from night one. Uh, yeah, the Logan Paul thing, Sheamus and Ridge Holland, New Day, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus TBA. So Seth Rollins has gone the John Cena WrestleMania route. And uh, doesn't have a match and is flipping out about it. And over the last couple weeks, he's failed to qualify for WrestleMania. And then Vince says, oh, yeah, you're going to get an opponent. You'll find out who it is when you're in the ring. Uh, Rollins has been spamming GIFs of wrestlers uh, past in uh, on Twitter. The only person I don't think he has referenced is Cody Rhodes, which everybody thinks it's going to be Cody Rhodes. This has been on the map for a while. Wyatt, I'm going to ask you right now, is Cody Rhodes Seth freaking Rollins' opponent at Mania? God, imagine they slow, like they do it just to fuck Cody two years. They keep pushing it off and off and off until like no one just gives a shit and like Cody never shows up. It's Shane. Uh, I'd find that kind of amusing. Shane, yeah, man. Shane. Goldberg comes out. Um, Could happen. No, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you never know Goldberg. I think it happens at this point. Like yeah. it, it's, it has to, like from a business sense, I feel like. Uh, I know we know who Vince is, and I think for him, seeing getting like one of the main guys of AEW is just Ooh, too much. Of, yeah, uh, yeah, like debuting on WrestleMania, re-debuting, sorry, on WrestleMania for him is just too big of a a golden acorn for him. I just got to hear smoke and mirrors. I don't want him coming out to that that AEW shit. I need smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you got, you know what I'm doing, Paris. I'm giggling <laughs> over there. Uh, Paris, is it Cody Rhodes? Uh, yeah, like, I think, I think there has been scuttlebutt in the last few days of being like, oh, it's, it is Shane or it is someone else. And, and so maybe they're trying to swerve us somehow. Maybe, maybe Seth goes two nights in a row and, and maybe, maybe Cody shows up for, for Sunday. I I don't know, but like, it just seems so obvious. It almost seems too obvious at this point. And, and that's part of the reason why I'm kind of leaning. Maybe it's not, but I, I, I genuinely, don't know, but I'll I'll be happy to to see it. I think that having Vince announce it, having Vince come out and say, "Oh, I got him, you son of a bitch, he's mine," <laughs> right? And I think that's that's kind of fun. So Vince is I, I'm here for it. Yeah, and then I, what if? Okay, well, what if? What if? What if? It's goddamn Undertaker. Oh, <laughs> and you don't want to see it. No one wants some that. Good suggestions here. <laughs> It's not. Undertaker just comes out and he comes down and then and then just takes a seat to watch the match. I'm just here. I'm here. Hey, I'm here as Mark. I'm here as Mark. Mark He's got his bucket of chew and he's just this spittoon and he's just this redneck dickhead. I'm just here. Cody doesn't do business. Taping up his taping his hands. Yes. Yes. Give that to me. That reminds me of one of the weirdest moments in Brock Lesnar's UFC career when he got knocked the fuck out and he's walking to the back stumbling. Oh, yeah. And fucking Undertaker's like, you want to go? <laughs> we want to do it? You, you want to do it? It's like, what? <laughs> what? Mark? Yeah, Mark, what are you doing here? <laughs> Which is like, I think that was like a year or two prior to him uh, ending the streak. It made it because like he, Lesnar hadn't returned yet at that point, right? No. Yeah. No, he's still UFC. Oh, yeah. man. Good time. Long booking right there. You want to do it? 
You, you, you want to do it? Just stare at it. He's like concussed walking by. <laughs> you imagine, like, Twitter was around at that point, but I don't think Twitter was what it is now at that point. And if it had been, holy shit, that would have just erupted. And then I think the main event, air quotes for night one, is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on Kevin Owens' talk show. Apparently, we're expected to uh, anticipate more than just a talk, more than just a, a kick and a stunner, that they're going to they're gonna duke it out. Uh, do you think this is going to be any sort of match? Or, yeah, why, what's your take on uh, Austin versus Owens? It's Rocky Five, isn't it? It's going to be Rocky Five. Oh, um, now I'm interested. Fight. <laughs> it just feels like it's like the, I just... I have no hopes for it, so maybe that they'll you know surpass it because I have no like I can't imagine it's gonna be great. Even if they want to keep it to just a brawl, because Stone Cold doesn't think he can go in the ring like he used to, so just keep it as a stupid brawl, sure. Um, but even then, like that that it's just such like a forced moment. Great, Stone Cold's back, but to what end? Yeah, right, you brought him back for for Kevin Owens, which even that pairing to me, I'm not even that stoked about. He uses your finisher, okay, but like the whole premise of it was dumb. Oh, he Texas now. Okay, yeah, there's nothing cool. new with the finisher. He's just like, oh, I yeah. don't like Texas. I'm I'm from Texas. Oh, here they go. Yeah, so like I just, nothing about it intrigues me. So we'll see what happens. But I think it almost maybe goes to what Mike said. I think we we know as well that WrestleMania is half the time about moments. So maybe we'll look back and like like it'll soften some of the you know weird annoyance somebody build up. I'll think back like, oh, that was fun when he ate a stunner. Who knows? Like maybe Kevin Owens will sell the stunner like The Rock, and I'll be like, that was great. Who knows? Or Scott, we'll or Scott Hall in tribute. Or Scott Hall hit the bounce back. back. Oh, that'd oh, be yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and in WrestleMania Sunday, uh, women's tag team title match, four-way, Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn, Pat McAfee, Austin Theory, RK Bro versus Street Profits, and Alpha Academy, Edge, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Omos, and Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Uh, Paris, I mean, aside from Lesnar, Reigns, does anything there really intrigue you? You an Edge, Styles guy, oh, Theory, God. and McAfee, Knoxville, Zayn? What's happening? That whole card just made me feel ick. Yeah. Night one sounds better. Let's start there. Okay. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I I like what McAfee has done in the past, so that might be interesting. I actually like what Theory's been doing recently, so th- that could be interesting. Um, Edge and AJ Styles, maybe that has a good match written on it. I, like, almost and and Lashley sounds like a goddamn Mike's personal nightmare, so let's set that one aside. <laughs> I'm going to be watching that with such intrigue now. Just wondering what your thoughts are. Like, someone's probably going to die. Yeah. Let's start there. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, so, no, like, night night one sounds better to me. Yeah. Um, And it sounds like they've really, like, especially in that women's tag division, for instance, like, it's just like, oh, let's put as many people on there as we possibly can because these people don't have matches otherwise. And, like, it just seems so kind of hodgepodge. Um, and just everyone kind of stuck together. So, uh. Wyatt, with the women's tag team title match, I'm going to name one wrestler. You tell me who their partner is. <laughs> I like oh, this guy. Oh, no. Uh, okay, okay. Who is the partner for Queen Zelina? Uh, Randy Moss. No, it's uh, Mad <laughs> no. Cat Moss. No, Carmella, they're oh. the champions. Who is okay. Sasha Banks' partner? Natalia. Naomi, you had the first oh, letter I right. I got an N. I got Who an N. is Natalia's partner? She is in the match. Oh, a cutout of Bret Hart. No, oh, Shayna Baszler. Remember Shayna? <laughs> oh no way! I, what? Yeah. I thought, what are they doing? This is why I can't watch the product anymore. What are they doing to Shayna? What are they doing? And then who's Rhea Ripley's partner? 
Madcap Moss. He's got to be in there somewhere, right? He's <laughs> he qualified. He won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which enables him to be yeah, one okay. half of the tag team in the women's, <laughs> the tag, team women's tag team. It's Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. All right, just around the horn wide. I'm pretty sure your answer is Brock Lesnar. Uh, Paris, Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Who was, uh, who's going to be the man after Mania? Controversial opinion. This match ends up in a wash somehow. I will be oh. furious. That's the one thing you can't fucking do. Is a no contest or a screw, just something like that. Oh, not Goldberg mad. comes out. Goldberg comes out, cause a DQ. Yes, <laughs> sets up a three way. <laughs> We're doing a triple threat at WrestleMania Backlash. The balls on you to call it WrestleMania Backlash. All right, well, yeah, it is WrestleMania weekend, so hopefully it is a tolerable show. That's the best we can hope for now these days. Uh, Paris, you have a little WrestleMania pusher berry for us, don't you? Sure, I'll make it fast. All right. Life. Number one. What'd you say? Nothing. What? Nothing. <laughs> uh, someone starting a new streak, a new WrestleMania streak, and picking up that mantle. Pusher Barry. Barry, because it's not going to really mean anything, I think, unless you get to 10 or above and i don't think they have the patience to like to book that and obviously who's going to be in the company in 10 years still with all the releases and stuff so <laughs> i'm gonna say barry Wyatt. initially i feel like barry but i think it could be done in the right hands like i don't think you'll ever kick that far but say someone says i'm gonna set out to get a street going they get they've won three to, like, happenstance and then, you know what anything's possible and they kind of like go about like and like so i'd it'd almost be a face but like they start getting more and more desperate to make it happen so they turn to a full heel and doing anything they can to win like setting up like the dumbest matches like me against like you know like me and five guys against one like this is anything can to get back uh, yes, the street. Yes. it's not like real real okay. but just trying to make it count that'd be fun reggie does it because you would also if you're wwe you would have to if you're gonna go with that yeah you love reggie don't you paris uh you would have to be sure <laughs> the guy's gonna be with you like, because you think the one person they could have done that to would have been like 2003 era Brock Lesnar. Oh, this guy's going to be around forever. This guy's the best. And then he just fucked off a couple of years later and was done with it. Um, so you'd have to be confident that it's going to be a lifer, a Seth Rollins, a Randy Orton to do the uh, the new streak. But uh, yeah, yeah, either way. Paris, what else you got? Uh, we've already kind of talked about it, but the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. They had something there, man. They really did. Uh, but I'm going to bury the shit out of everyone since Cesaro. Bury. Yeah, it's a clear bury for me. I think they have uh, a little too many gimmicks at times. And I feel that, like this could have been something, but they're not using it you know, in, in a way that makes sense. So let's get rid of it. Get rid of some of the, the white noise. I miss Money in the Bank at Mania when it was just like a match then. Because yeah, then you could that's use too, yeah, too complicated yeah. Because right then if you have to cash in within a year, I mean, Rollins already did it. So the wind is kind of out of the sails. But you could use that as like, it has to be tonight. It runs out at a mania. That'd be cool. But anyway, uh, Paris, what else you got? Uh, pointing at the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> Push. You know what? I'm all. I'm still for sign pointing. That's all right. I like it. Um, yeah. What the hell? Why not? Push. Yeah, and I'm going to push that all day. It's dumb, but I love it. Yeah, Why not? right? Yeah. Remember Good the tradition. fucking, they were doing the fake Sting tease, and then Sting didn't sign, so they had nothing to do for The Undertaker for WrestleMania, so he comes out before he talks, Triple H comes out, they both just like look up at the sign and nod at each other, and then that was it. <sighs> Good times. <laughs> um, and lastly, but not leastly, I think, was this the second or third year where we've had two nights of WrestleMania, um, push or bury? 
a multi-night mania. This is year three. I'm pushing this all day long. Interesting. Uh, okay. If I have no interest to sit down. Not not all the edibles in the world can make me sit down and enjoy an eight or nine hour <laughs> WrestleMania like all in one sitting. And the crowd dies. And no, it's got to be two nights from now on. I'm totally fine with it. I prefer that. Yeah, I'm pushing it. Uh, I want to bury it and take it a step further. It's almost like the Hall of Fame. I want WrestleMania to be elite. I don't need everyone to make the card. I'm sorry ah. you don't want to be part of WrestleMania, but if you go to a tight four-hour show, I'm down and earn it again. Yeah. You know, I don't need it to be. I will put an addendum on mine. If it is like a four-hour show, then I'm pushing it like an elite-level show. I am into it, but not these eight-hour super cards, yeah. seven-hour super cards. That's just exhausting, and I got yeah. no, t- no time for it. And I think as we've seen it this week as well where it's, you know, they've spread everything out even further. So you've got WrestleMania Raw, WrestleMania SmackDown, and and uh, the NXT show is like at tomorrow at like 10 a.m. It's in the morning. And then, so then you've got, uh, like, imagine if you were going to these shows in Dallas or wherever it is. You know, you've got like, you've still got those insanely long days. You're not, you're not getting to skip out on that. So, yeah, like, I just think they just need to figure out a way to make it tighter. Put you've taken a step right there. Put the battle royal on SmackDown. Like put the Hall of Fame stuff on SmackDown. Whatever it is, but like there's ways to make the show shorter and like you say more elite, um, rather than make because like ultimately the Saturday feels lesser than. And it I know does. they try hard to make it not feel that, but it does. Right? You feel like the main event of Saturday is not the main event of you're not main eventing WrestleMania. Right. So. It does feel a bit like the undercard still. So I, I just don't feel like it has the same oomph that they wanted it to. I'm glad. Like, this is going to be, ultimately, this is going to be, like, the biggest night of ticket sale or nights of ticket sales, like, for them ever because they're doubling up on it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it just seems silly. And, so, and yeah. it seems, like, a little too much to me. I'd rather have one long day and just, like, take that day to watch WrestleMania then have to take two days. <laughs> well, we got way. about like seven or eight months to think about it, fellas. But if we're going to Mania next year as a team, uh, are we going to go to both nights? Oh well, of course. Like I, if I'm go- <laughs> if I'm there, I'm fucking all in. I gotta I'm not- see Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. That's the match I really gotta see. And Nakamura and Boogs challenging for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. So yeah, forget night two. We'll go to night one only. Yeah, yeah, only going to night one. That's a mood. Too. That's weird. That's psychotic behavior. <laughs> That's like eating a bowl of cereal without any milk or anything in it. This guy went to WrestleMania, but only night one. Weird. Did he catch right. a flight? Uh, I had some more on there, but we've already covered most of them uh, throughout the course of the show, so I won't push it any further. Uh, so we can wrap up Pusher Berry. All right, cool. Uh, why you got a little mania quiz? Do you? Oh, speaking of long shows, we're going for it. It's a big edition of the show because it's WrestleMania weekend. So let's, we've got a 200-question quiz here. I've got a WrestleMania quiz for you boys. All right. Uh, again, um, let's just say pick your favorite member of the Blue World, well, Blue World Order for me. Uh, <laughs> Hollywood Order. Nova, for sure, for me. Okay, that's, Stevie that's Richards. Oh. No, that's, oh, sorry, no, Big Stevie done. Cool was the... Come on, Terry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Bowman goes first. Yes. Mr. Bowman. Now, again, I need you to answer this in the form of a question. We want to be more official. I have people you know, write into me telling me that we, don't, we sound kind of sloppy sometimes. So we're going to keep it tight now. Okay. Tight show. Yep. Jeopardy style. Never understood that. 
How many WrestleManias has Roman Reigns made of edited? Now, I'm not telling you when this quiz was made. Okay. So oh, shit. Come up with the okay. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> um, what is four WrestleManias? If you say the answer is who is for WrestleManias, I will strangle you <laughs> through Skype. <laughs> Don't worry, you got it wrong. It was three WrestleManias. Oh, three. I will allow, I will allow stealing, but since I didn't let him steal, Mike Paris steal that one, yep. I'll do the next one. Fair. Uh, Mike, yep. who ended The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania? God damn it. <laughs> who is Lesnar? That is correct. You are up one nothing. Next question, Mr. Bowman. Who did Mr. T and Hulk Hogan defeat in the main event of the first WrestleMania? Who is Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff? That is correct, sir. Mr. Paris, who mm-hmm. did Fondongo defeat in his debut match at WrestleMania 29? Who is Chris Jericho? Uh, that is correct. He sold that finisher like no one that's else. That's right. That's why everybody <laughs> really was singing this song. He was the most over because Jericho put him over, not because he had a catchy, stupid song. <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, so this is a picture when he's got to guess, Bowman. Uh, which of his current superstars <laughs> has never had a single smash at WrestleMania? <laughs> it shows five guys. What the Six f- total. Okay, hold on. Has never had a singles match at WrestleMania? I could maybe do this. <laughs> if you get this, that is, in, you know. Bailey. Uh, it is, I will tell you, it is a man. Okay. Never had a singles match at WrestleMania. Uh, who is Braun Strowman? Incorrect. We're looking for Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Really? Hmm. He's in the picture. Clear as, clear as day right there. Yeah, I, you can't see the photo. <laughs> Defending though. his People... NXT title tomorrow at 10 a.m. Fucking hell. Mr. Paris, this is yeah. also a picture question. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Which of these tag teams has only ever competed in matches on the pre-show? <laughs> Ooh. Uh... I want to steal. The Usos? Correct. That's what I would have stolen with yes. shit. Oh. It's an old quiz. Because that was a big <laughs> Usos fact of them, is that they had always been on the pre-show. Well done, Paris. I hate you, but I respect you. And I also love you. Mr. Bowman, how many times <laughs> did Stone Cold wrestle The Rock at the WrestleManias? Uh, what is three times? That is correct, sir. Mr. Paris, Bray Wyatt has wrestled three singles matches at WrestleMania. Name those opponents. Uh, ooh. Who is Randy Orton, the aforementioned? Uh, does the John Cena one count? We wrestled him twice. You tell me. You tell me. Okay, so John Cena and Taker. That is correct. That is correct. Well done. Nicely done. Yeah, the Firefly Funhouse match was something else. Mr. Bowman. Mm-hmm. Who did Seth Rollins pin to become WWE champion after cashing in his money in the bank? Who is Roman Reigns? That is correct. Mr. Paris. Yes. Who, who did Kane throw through a glass window backstage at WrestleMania 17? Uh, looking, looking hungry over there. Oh. <laughs> I think I he know this, this example. I think I know this match. Who is the big show? Incorrect. Bowman. Who is Raven? Raven. Correct. We have a tie game. We have a tie game. You had the <laughs> match right. My you instinct just, said yeah. my instinct that, said Raven. But was that yeah. triple threat? Yeah. 
Mr. Bowman, in the Battle of the Billionaires match at WrestleMania 23, who wrestled on behalf of Vince McMahon and Donald Trump? Who is uh, Umaga and Bobby Lashley? That is correct. Mr. Paris, who won the first Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 21? Oh, um, I'm not sure I know this. Bowman's eyes are lighting up. Bowman's eyes are lighting up. He is giggling. He is giggling. Edge? Who is Edge? Correct. Full got it. He got it. <laughs> Mr. Bowman, who had her head shaved after losing a hair versus hair women's championship match at WrestleMania 20? Who is Molly Holly? That is correct. Mr. Paris, at WrestleMania 18, which match uh, Which match main evented instead of the, the Rock versus Hulk Hogan? Didn't we just talk about this? We did. God no. damn it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure I remember. <laughs> uh, I, I, I genuinely don't remember. Bowman. I take a pass. I will steal uh, Triple H versus Chris Jericho with Stephanie McMahon. That is correct. Ah, yes. Bowman, this is one of the worst times in... WrestleMania history. Uh, what was Roddy Piper and Goldust chaotic WrestleMania 12 match called? Oh, it was the Hollywood <laughs> backlot brawl. What is the Hollywood backlot brawl? <laughs> that is correct. That was close. Yeah, you would have nailed yes. me on that, of course. Yeah. OJ yeah. Simpson chase footage. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Paris, who was the special mm-hmm. guest enforcer for Austin versus Michaels at WrestleMania 14? Mike Tyson. Who is Mike Tyson? That is correct. Bowman, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, first classic Mania match took place at which Mania? What is WrestleMania 25? Correct. Paris, who won the first ever Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale? Uh, Cesaro. <laughs> who is Cesaro? Yes. Both his eyes light up every time you hesitate. I'm just not doing that. I'm not trying to. But I'm like, oh. I was trying to think if that was the first one or not. Well, but how many different venues did WrestleMania 2 take place in? Uh, what is three venues? Chicago, Los Angeles, and Las Boston? Vegas. No one asked that, so you're just flexing. Oh, cool. So, All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah what, is, what is three venues? <laughs> Paris, yeah. which three women competed in the triple threat match for the new WWE Women's Championship at Mania 32? Uh, what's this? No. Uh... Who are Bowman's, Bowman's quizzical? <laughs> Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. Bowman. Who are Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch? That is correct. That is correct. Ah, fuck. Mr. Bowman, which two titles did Kurt Angle hold going into his triple threat match at WrestleMania what, 2000? What is the European title and the Intercontinental title? And he lost both matches, and it didn't take a single fall. Bullshit. It's good. It's good booking. Uh, Paris, who did Savage, Randy Savage, defeat in the finals of a tournament to crown a new champion at WrestleMania Four? Um, I I don't know this one. Uh, who is Ric Flair? Who is the Million Dollar Man? Ted DiBiase. That is correct. Oh, a couple more here. I'm fucking. Gl- I'm, I'm white men can't jump. Rosie Perezing this shit now. <laughs> <laughs> Bowman, who did Yokozuna beat to win the WWF Championship at WrestleMania 9 before immediately being beaten by Hulk Hogan? Bullshit. This is such bullshit. Uh, Who is Brett the Hitman Hart? That is correct. Paris, who was the first person to pin Mr. Perfect on TV at WrestleMania 6? Who is Macho Man Randy Savage? Incorrect. Bowman, do you know? I don't. 
Who would who would be a friend of someone with a lot of power that could pull this off? A lot of pull backstage. Oh, who is Brutus the Barber Beefcake? That's oh, correct. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so weak. I'm really Marge Simpson jeopardying this one. Excuse me, Marge. <laughs> you owe us a thousand dollars. Bowman, who was Michael Cole's trainer for his match against Jerry Lawler at WrestleMania 27? Uh, oof. Who is Jack Swagger? <laughs> that is correct. Yuck. Paris, how many seconds did it take Sheamus to beat Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 28? What is six? Six what? Seconds. No. Bowman. What is eight seconds? 18 seconds. Oh, yeah. He really drew out that kiss to try and make it less humiliating for himself. (laughs) Good for him. This is the last question. Whoever gets it wins the contest. What? Whoever shouts out first gets it. What the fuck? Okay. All right. Fine. Let's do it. Who? All right. Who was in Ricky Steamboat's corner for his classic match against Randy Savage at WrestleMania? Who is George the Animal Steel? That is correct. Well done. All right, well, that wraps up another edition of Wrestle Nation, everybody. Uh, Are you going to gloat a little bit, Bo? You deserve this, buddy. Come on. Yeah, thank you, man. That was good good performance. That closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter, at NEW WrestlePod. And be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account, at NEW Wrestling Inc. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're on iTunes, leave a rating and leave a review. Helps with our metrics. Uh, Yeah, big week of wrestling. It's going to be WrestleMania, the the Raw after WrestleMania, and then what it's all leading up to, Thursday night, April 7th, NEW6 at the Harbor Convention Center. Next time we sit down to talk wrestling, we'll be on the other end of that show, so I'm really looking forward to recapping that with you folks, and if you're still looking for tickets, they are still available, but it will most likely sell out. That's all for this week for award-winning New York Times journalist, the stanchion Wyatt Arndt, Mr. As Always, the architect, Mike Paris. I'm Jordan Bowman, and we'll see you next week on Wrestle Nation. Thank you.